1: chong so they never come on our podcast
0: you know when you hear that (laughs) it's worst gig ever i am mike pace i am jeff garlock (laughs) and this is the podcast that cheech and chong will never do because those guys are just too fucking stoned (laughs) (laughs) brother they are just too stoned i can't deal with it but you know who will do the podcast and that is our guest this week vladimir kamano Vladimir, come on. He is in baseball voice. A, he, he's not a baseball player, but he's a very funny stand-up comic. He's from the Bronx originally. We he get is. into all of that. Vlad and I know each other. We took a, you might say, a continuing education course together
1: <laughs> well, a what couple of years ago say? at Harvard. Yes. So you guys are geniuses. We, uh, I could tell that this guy had the goods, and he's got the goods on our podcast. He's he, an up-and-comer. He's working hard. He's got a really good worst gig story, and we get we get deep with this guy. This is is one of those deep ones. This
0: is there's there's some personal stuff revealed here. It's a very honest conversation. It was unexpected, but I would say it was welcome. It was very welcome. You You know know what else else is
1: welcome? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's why they pay us the big bucks <laughs> if you want to check out any uh, previous episodes of the worst gig ever podcast you can go to worst gig ever we're on iTunes we're on Stitcher Radio folks we're on Facebook you can tweet at us at Mikey Pace at G Garlock at worst gig ever and you know what someone actually did just left us a message on our Facebook page Nate Titor who says one love the show Two, one of you sounds like Roger from American Dad. I don't know who Roger from American <laughs> Dad <laughs> to is. look it up.
1: Still and not we still sure don't know which one it is. It's one, is, one of us. We appreciate it. I, we're, we're assuming that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, I would say that if, if uh, anyone else can think of anyone that we sound like, that we remind you of, let
1: us know. We need nightmares. What's that email? For a late night. At uh, worst gig ever at gmail.com. Send us that. That's right. And we also want to hear, what do you guys think of the filmography of Cheech and Chong? Uh, do you feel that Up and Smoke isn't as good as you want it to it's, be? Because that's how we feel. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe, maybe it's a tad overrated. Are you guys going back to your Cheech and Chong records, putting on Basketball Jones or whatever there?
1: <laughs> but you know what's not overrated? Our
0: sponsor. Oh, that's right. You know what? I was actually listening to my Cheech and Chong records with a pair of tweaked audio headphones, which you can get by going to tweakedaudio.com. You just type in the promo code WORST, and you'll get one-third off of your offer. One-third off of the whole price?
1: That's it. And these are great headphones. I'm. You were listening I, to I what? I assume there's not a guarantee on these.
0: Uh, you know what? There's a lifetime guarantee. Get the hell out of here. What were you just listening to on the way over with your tweaked audio headphones?
1: Oh, I was listening to Steve Martin. Let's get small.
0: That's, of course. Because the tweaked audio Because it made it
1: big. <laughs> they are tweaked specifically for
0: comedy records as well as uh, rock and roll which is just like the podcast. Those are the two options, rock and roll and comedy. Exactly. As you so get here and you get with tweaked audio. Checked out tweaked audio and get some headphones courtesy of us. You'll have to pay for them, but you'll get a, you'll get a nice discount. And That
1: one's courtesy of us.
0: Exactly. You know what you're not going to get a discount on? This next hour with Vladimir <laughs> Kamaño. <laughs> a little extra pizzazz on that one. There he is. Oh, laughingvlad.com is his website. This guy's performing all over the place. Check him out, Vladimir Kamaño. Literally
1: all over the place. Anywhere in America, he'll, he'll probably be there. Come He's to your house, actually. Hard. Enjoy. Worst gig ever.
2: It. I did a show for like a birthday party. It was like a bunch of high school kids, like a sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, already sounds great this lady saw me she's like oh you'd be great for them and um so my head i'm like all right and she the, at the time the budget was like 150 dollars She was like 150 bucks you go there go to the gig i get to the gig and um my interest is teenagers yeah and it's like girls are dressed you're dressed for like a sweet 16 so they're someone dressed like you know body showing and they look sexy. seductively yeah. right so I can't compete with that. It's teenagers full of hormones, and I'm in there. <laughs> the hey, who cares about jokes? Huh? Yes, right? <laughs> and I come in there, and they tell me to wear suits. So I got a suit on, which makes it even worse. And uh, I get to the gig. It's July the fourth, mind uh-huh. you. So there's fireworks going on outside. So there's fireworks outside. There's there's women, you know, dressed sexually. There's teenagers, and the guy gives me the mic, and he's like, "All right, go perform. No bring up. No like host. No warm up." <laughs> Um You're your own MC that night. <laughs> I got yep. about like ten minutes of material at the time I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh and uh and I get on stage and the mic cuts out. The mic goes in and out. And uh the kids are looking at me and then this kid from the side says he says, Shut the fuck up nigga <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, yeah, six. Six, six, sixteen. He said, "Shut Whoa. the fuck up, nigga," or "Shut up, shut up, nigga." One of the two. <laughs> I can't forget. I can't remember if it was it either, an either one way. It's something to shut the fuck up or shut up, nigga. One yeah. of the two. And uh, I think I, I don't know. And then I, I stopped because I was like, "These aren't adults, right?" Like I can't go I can't just be like the fact that a teenager told me to shut the fuck up Nigga I was just I stopped for a minute right. I stopped and I said what kind of crowd work could you do here? and then <laughs> so here's how unprofessional I was I said typically I sh- I would have said something funny to 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 transition <laughs> but I was like all right guys let's calm down now everybody <laughs> calm down <Your> <laughs> guidance <laughs> counselor like so I was like a school teacher and uh he said it again shut up nigger <laughs> And then I I went into like like lecture mode like uh-huh. Cornell West I was like guys that's a, that's a negative word we shouldn't be using that
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait I just just to be clear though was it a uh, was it a, a a white crowd or was, was it a black it, no, crowd? no no it was
2: it was mostly black it was black uh, black teenagers it was an urban urban room quote unquote and um I'm I'm you know I, I'm I'm used to that environment I'm from the Bronx yeah, right. I I, had, I have no issue with it so I'm in there. And uh, I was just nervous because it was teenagers. I didn't want to tell the kid to shut the right. F up. Like <laughs> Then it's on World Star Hip Hop, and I'm the <laughs> exactly. comedian, you know, curses yeah. out teenagers. He decks you. He, yeah. That's the last thing you want. <laughs> or oh, to get jumped by a group of teenagers. You don't sure. want that either. And then, um, so I, I, I get off, I put the mic down, I said, this is not working. Right? So I put the mic down, I walk away, and the mother comes to talk to me. She goes, You know, I'm gonna go speak to them because you can definitely do this. Had you even gone into your acts? I went up there, I said, What's up, (laughs) y'all? Fireworks are going off in the background. A lot
1: of competition. A lot
2: of competition. I'm like, you you guys you guys ever um you guys I did some kind of subway joke. Like you ever be in the subway and uh, the kid comes in, the candy, whatever, and uh, and the kid's like, Shut the fuck up, nigga. Don't even get to the punchline. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm pretty sure I'm like a Vietnam War vet with some of the story guy I'm pretty sure there's other things right. going on. But that's what I remember. And I get off stage, and the mother says, I'm going to go talk to them. <laughs> so she literally talks to them. She's like, You guys are being disrespectful. You got to respect the comedians. We're going to have food, then I'm going to bring them back out. So Educate them with food. Yeah. So everybody, get them all everybody eats, right? They bring them all back to the main room. They bring me back out. And I st- and and I started trying to do my act again. Fireworks are going off. And they still literally start walking out the room. <laughs> the kids, just yeah. I'm like, why would you bring me? Why would you bring me back up? Like, why right. would you? It's like a, it's like a. Like, I don't know what the word is for like a negative encore. Right. Like, why would you bring right. a bad act? <laughs> why would you bring it back? <laughs> so they start bring using me. reductive. Math wow. <laughs> it's like the opposite of encore. Right. And uh, I get out. I put the mic down. I said, "Get out. I said, "This is not working, guys. I'm sorry." And I apologize to the girl. I said, "Listen, I'm so sorry about your birthday. This was terrible." I walk out, and. Uh, the lady comes to me, the mom, with like a sense of shame. She goes, "I thought you'd you'd have this. You know, this is your kind of show, but I believe in people getting paid." So she paid me.
0: But she was she was uh, um, making you feel guilty.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she wrote me an email saying, "Hey, we're disappointed." Da 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 da. At the time, I had a show in the Lower East Side, I, right. so I, I gave her tickets. I like, hey, you can come out. You know, sorry about the event and um I, I i come from a, a dysfunctional family right so i take blame for everything sure so i went home and i was like what did i do wrong you know, right just, <laughs> <It's>
1: like you're getting <laughs> to to by a mother
2: exactly, exactly. like so I, you know i I take every I take responsibility for everything, other people's emotions, and right. You know I'm in therapy now, trying to figure that out. I got a <laughs> I got a Jewish therapist, and <laughs> hey, they're the best, they're the best. Yeah. That's why I said it. I said Jewish because you know Jews are the best, they're the best yeah. therapists. <laughs> sure. I, I don't go to therapy unless it's Jewish. No, exactly, so. therapists and
1: lawyers. As I, I, I made sure my guy was a Jew. <laughs> 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 you made sure positive, yeah.
0: That was uh, one of the worst. I'm actually my own therapist. Yeah. As <laughs> no. joke. The I just talked to Mike. I just let him this is actually Jeff's
1: therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it's going terrible. Uh... You pay half. You pay half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid insurance. What? Uh, what kind of room was it? Were you in that person's house or did they have a place? No, like they that?
2: rented out this big hall with like a beautiful view of like the of like the East Side River, like the East River. Oh, and you can see Queens, like all the buildings and skylights, and everybody's looking beautiful. And was there like a DJ as
0: well? Was a DJ. So, okay, so like so you're. A lot com- of competing with like L-O-F- a party
2: and he left he left when i first got on he left the room <laughs> mike was cutting in and out and he comes back he's like yo what happened i thought you're gonna do 20 minutes <laughs> he was just there smoking a cigarette they brought him down like it was like a crisis <laughs> he was like yeah he was ready to go take a shit <laughs> yeah he was up there hanging. Was like smoking a cigarette one
0: of those cl- like is this thing on kind of right. tapping the microphone literally <laughs>
2: But the problem was that he looked at me and, like he was mad at me. He was like, "Yo, I couldn't even finish my cigarette." Everyone's angry. <laughs> mom's making you feel guilty. DJ's making you feel guilty.
0: Yeah.
1: Wait, and the thing is, though, too, he expected twenty. Did you even have twenty, dude? I had like
2: about maybe like I say ten to fifteen minutes. And at, I,
1: at what point in your in your up
2: career is this? How long have you been doing oh it? Oh man, and I was doing it for point? like a year, maybe. Okay. And I knew at the time that uh, I knew if I got one good joke in, I could tag it, right. And then, you know, go back and um. After talking to older comics, they said, You're never gonna be ready for the time. You kinda just gotta do it. Right. You know, if you got 15, you can't expect to have 20. Just go in and you'll make the 20 up. And as you keep doing it, you'll keep adding time. I had a bunch of premises down or whatever, so. Um, and don't make up the time by putting the mic down. Exactly. No, that was not one. Of this not isn't one working. Of We're that was not scolding of the crowd. No, one of
1: <laughs> Come on, now, guys. Let's get it together. <laughs> like Cornell West once said.
2: You know. Like had it, had it been that it been now, like I probably would have played Twelve Years a Slave. Right. Like, this is, watch this, guys. This is why you shouldn't use that word. <laughs> so. <Right. laughs> and and in my head, you know, it's the, it's funny because when you when you when you don't have the time, something bad happens, and in your head you panic, and you're like, yo. I only got about 10 minutes of material. Right. This kid just said, shut the fuck up, nigga. Right.
0: <laughs> Does he get a laugh
2: when he says that he, from his he, friends? The funny thing about it is, like, he covered his mouth like as if to hide it. He was like, shut okay. the fuck up. Okay, yeah, But yeah. it's like, it was so obvious it was him. Right.
1: Because <laughs> he's an idiot teenager. He's just, he's he doesn't know what the, the fuck fight. he's doing.
2: And I, I, just, I couldn't comprehend, like, you didn't even give me a chance to get into the material yet and right. shut the fuck up. Right. Like, sh- like, shut the fuck up was enough. Like, you could have right. just said, shut the fuck up. Like, the nigga I thought was a little extra. Like, <laughs> adding fair. insult
1: to injury. Like, yeah, he, over-seasoned so he over-seasoned yeah. it. He over-seasoned it. It's too much
2: rosemary on that one. The, 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 the steak, steak. steak was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like he was maybe a little jealous. Maybe he wanted to get up on that stage. They typically want to do that. They do want to yeah. And the thing, the thing about young men is young men, they don't like to be, they don't like to be embarrassed in public. Right. Men have egos. Yeah, yeah. So if you embarrass them in public in front of their friends, it's a situation that happens. So that's the other thing that was going through in my mind. Like, it's a young man. If I embarrass him in front of his friends, it's gonna get worse. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I just pulled back and I was like, you know, I'm in enemy territory right Th- now.
0: That's, that's an interesting question. Maybe you can address this in terms of like heckling when you're playing an urban room, right? Yeah, and 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 the audience is is vocal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what's how often will you? come back with like a zinger or whatever, as opposed to thinking, maybe this guy is going to want to like kick my ass outside (laughs) the club if I say the wrong
2: thing. I don't even know if it's like a, if it's a, if it's an urban thing. I think, I've wondered if it's a, if it's a class thing. Right. Mm. Like different levels of poverty.
1: It definitely, I mean, that's a socioeconomic layout. I think it
2: is. Because I'm pretty sure you go to some white rooms that are, you know, poor white neighborhoods. Right. It's an attention thing. Right. So you're in the middle of Bay Ridge, Bay, <laughs> and just, they just they have a hard time focusing. Yeah, it's like what, you got to give them something to focus on. Sure, right. I've learned that like they need something to focus on. Right, they're and like long,
1: cats. You just need to, or a you Just gotta, like, like that. hold in front. Come right. on, come on, come on,
2: come on. And as long as you give them that, the show will go fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. The trick is keeping that in front of them. Right. And not not letting them see that you're thinking. Because yeah, the minute right. they see that you're thinking that you're pausing, that's like an entryway. They're gonna just <laughs> right. go in there. and But I think I think it's a class thing. I think it's like it's yeah. an attention thing. Is that something that you've uh? That you've dealt
0: with before, in terms of like, kind of, uh,
2: you know, holding your tongue, so to speak. Yeah, man. Like, I guess because, uh, I guess, I guess cause of my dad. My dad was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and he would beat me. And uh, he, he, you know, my dad was an alcoholic, but he would also beat me for like not doing my homework or right. talking back. Or uh-huh. he would find these weird moments of disrespect. Right. Like if I didn't change the batteries in the fire alarm, it was a beatdown. Like, like. He's, so, looking for, yeah. he's looking for a reason. You know, yeah. just looking for, like, you come home and there was no bread. Like, well, you ate all the bread. It was, <laughs> right. <you know. laughs> so. I
1: that without the physical abuse, but it was all, like, mental. But it was the same deal. it's like, you'd be like, why was that the thing?
2: Oh, you come from the same thing? Yeah, just a
1: it... dad who's a football coach and he's just got a lot of anger. Like, you know. Like, I remember there's this one I, I talk about with my therapist where I'd, like, there was one time with, like, a fucking, the VCR or something. Like, and he wanted me to go press stop or play. And, I was, and he's like, come on, Jeff. And I was like, ah, it seems like, you know, it couldn't go quick enough for you.
2: Yeah. Boom.
1: Like, he, like, brought me to the room just to just scream at me. For nice person. Yeah, like, and I was like, why was that the one? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because yeah, that's the thing.
2: It's like, you know, oh, was bread that important to you? Like, today? I didn't even, but here's the crazy part about it. Like, you know, you start to develop that survival mentality, yep. right? Like, you probably, like, what happened to me was I would take responsibility for people's emotions. Yep. Yep. I had to make sure everybody was happy. Yep. 'Cause in my head, if anybody's upset, it could lead to violence. Right. Mm. So, you know, so my thing is like I'm never I'm always trying to move fast, like either duck and duck quick and move quick. So in some ways I'm built for that environment. because yeah. <laughs> I know how to like slide in and out of sure. negative emotions. Right. You know, so um which is bad. I don't know if you go through this, Jeff, but like mm. have you are you conflict averse? Oh yeah. Like, like it could be a regular. Like my girlfriend always says, I don't want to make any choice. I think most, most,
0: I most of like. us are confident. <laughs> yeah, like almost don't. all of us, right? here. In your head, you're ready for it. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking like that idealized situation that I'm going to say this and this, and then
2: it never transpires. You're married. You're in a relationship. Yeah. We're both. Yeah, we're both married. You ever get yeah. into an argument with your girlfriend, and in your head, it's like the the worst argument ever, and your girl's like, "Hey, we're just we're just having a discussion." Oh, of course, yeah. But in my head, it's like this, she's going to break up with me. Oh like, yeah. This is over. This is it. And
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, and I'm always like I'm wrong. I'm being an asshole. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's, yeah, conflict is a hearth. I would try to you know I would escape it in my house growing up, and I still try like I just escape like I just go into my finished basement.
2: Even, 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 even your posture right now, you look yeah, like it's I'm right. a defensive <laughs> man. I'm a little angry <laughs> defensive man. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah it's a uh, it's a wild ride when you get to that moment.
0: But it's <laughs> also Very wild. it's also uh, an issue of of. Choose, you know, picking your battles of right. what yeah. you're going to choose. For instance, l- last week my wife and I went out to dinner, and it was a place that just opened up in the neighborhood, and it was, it was crowded. Um, but there were some people were leaving the bar. We were going to sit at the bar and eat, and like, but we didn't specify that to the waitress. And we're standing outside, and this other couple walks in, and they just sit at the bar. So then I throw a fit outside, of course, just in <laughs> front of my wife, just being like, you know, and and she's just kind of placating me and being like. Is it really worth getting right. upset? And not that I think that I have anger issues at all, but there are certain things that you know. Maybe in this case, I could have I could have clarified to the waitress. There are certain things that you can't change. Or, I
1: know I have or, anger, issues. or that
0: aren't worth. <laughs> and you're angry about like it. Like why am I? Yeah, why am I? Why am I getting angry? Why uh, about waiting an extra ten minutes? You know, for right. another spot at the bar to open up. And clearly, this is different than some of the you know abuse that you're talking about. But, um, you know, the anger all kind of stems from control issues and like, you know, this. dealing this. with relationships. Had you been
2: by yourself, mm-hmm. would you have had the same anger response?
0: I'm pr- I think if I was by myself, I would have probably left and gone someplace else. Right.
2: You Just know? To, I'll find with me that I'll get upset sometimes mm-hmm. so that in the recap, my girl can say that he got upset over it. Right, (laughs) you know, because you don't want her to think like he didn't even didn't even budge over that, you know. Like
1: (laughs) I think I might be more relaxed around my wife. Oh, really? The opposite? If 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 I'm by myself, I'm walking around just like fuck this guy. What's this fucking guy doing? (laughs) How could this guy be doing this? What are you doing? You're an asshole, and I'm like and around my wife. It's more so where the therapy kicks in. Where I'm like, wait, why am I angry about any of this? Okay. The it's all pointless. Like, and you
0: have, and you have this. What am I going to be angry about?
1: This I got real things to be angry about over here. Like, the the anger well is always (laughs) going to be there. It's deep,
0: and and it's deep, especially I think if you're in quote unquote entertainment, or more specifically, stand up, or, or comedy in general, or music. In that you're in this scene, you're interacting. You have all of these peers, and you see people get successful or someone yeah. gets this and mm-hmm. someone gets that and then you know there's kind of a knee-jerk jealousy sometimes how do you how do you deal with uh Yo, with, ha- with your with your peers i and was having a conversation
2: with my friend about that like it's, it's, it's the days where uh, you know that's a that's a good question man because it's, i you, I wonder like what what's the source of that like why do you go online you know what you know what it is
1: Why do you sit on Facebook and be like, why are these people get this and this?
2: I think what what bothers us, what generates the cynicism, Mm -hmm. is that we know so much of it is just generated perception. Mm-hmm. Like it's more hyped Than what it is
0: Right And it's also You have no idea What the actual specifics are What this person's dealing with You only know What, what you've heard Yeah like, Facebook oh, we're seeing The best of
2: people's lives Exactly yeah, we're Oh I got this three shows tonight Meanwhile right. they're like Oh shitty gigs You know right. like <laughs> You're not seeing them yeah. Sitting in their house All day drinking exactly. yeah, off you're know, like saying.
1: Fucking <laughs> So fucking football so by,
2: Like dude you're not, doing the, you're not doing Three amazing gigs They're right. all shitty gigs <laughs> Right You're not getting paid You know what I'm right. saying Like, yeah. There's like four people In the audience But right. you put it up like Hey you know I'm living life Right I think that's a part Of the cynicism but I think also, um, it's, it's, uh, the, I mean, this is like, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's fabricated. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think similar to like a JD Salinger, like Holden Caulfield, mm-hmm. that whole thing about the phonies. Right. Yeah. When we see a phony, it just bothers us. Like, why are you generating this perception? Yeah. Right. When you know, it's not even that, what you're putting out. Right.
1: Yeah. That's a big, I, people being disingenuous is a. It big, triggers,
2: uh, man. It just like.
1: Yeah. Like I want people to be as truthful as
2: possible
1: <laughs> yeah. all the time, and I agree that people are.
0: Well, that's also why this is kind of a, a great outlet in terms of you know, yeah, being honest. Sure. And I think comedy in general. I mean, you know, if it's if it's real and it's true, if it's good for the most part, it's probably truth coming Exactly. It's probably yeah. Coming truth, from yeah, the, yeah. 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 You
2: know, from like an honest. Have place. you guys thought about what what that even means? Like, what authenticity really means? Have you guys played around with that question? Oh, we're we're getting deep right off the yeah. bat. Yeah, we today, are, man. I, what, what, what is, it, what, is it, what is that? You ever thought about that? Like, what does authentic mean? Does it mean? I
1: I, I have. Oh, go ahead. I think. I mean. I guess. From uh, yeah. Like. I mean. It's. It's. The, it. It's. 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 It's the goal to be doing what you legitimately want to be doing, and not that you've lied to yourself that you want to be doing something because someone else has gotten this thing and you think that you should be doing that, and not because of fear. And like, well, I need to get going on my life. I'm, you know, 35, whatever age you are. Like, you know, uh, that it, that you're able to reach that kind of Zen world a bit where you're actually, like, doing stuff irregardless of if people like it, but not in a way that you're trying to alienate people with it. Right. That feels like to me, like, with that is, like, the end goal. That you're not saying fuck you to the world. <laughs> But you're also not saying like, yeah, please like me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is this a
0: viral video now? Like, <laughs> or do you like this joke? What's your take on that?
2: I, I, I'm wrestling with that. I, I like, I like, I like your take on it. Like, yeah. But because you know, you come, come, coming from a background like we come from, right. I, Mike you I don't know if you shared yet about what your background was like, but there's always the thing like, what is the authentic response? My knee jerk is, uh, I take responsibility for it. Right. And then I go back and go, but is that the authentic? Yeah. But, but I, but I did have a part in it. Are so, you
1: reacting yeah. as who you are right now? Or are you reacting as three-year-olds? Exactly. Well, and you
2: can like, kill, your, you can kill you know, yourself thinking about. Am I about... reacting
1: in a way that I'm just saying, fuck you to, you know, my family, my father, whatever Bingo. it is, like, yeah. but in a knee-jerk way that I don't even believe in. Right.
2: Uh, so is it you? Or is it just like an oppositional identity? That's you have?
1: weeding through of every day. Yeah. Uh, and therapy.
2: But see. A doubt. And that's, yeah.
1: a, that's, but for me also, that's why, like, I'm not great at stand-up. Like, Because my, as my therapist always says, like I turn the audience into my father or my mother, and I'm just like wrong.
2: Like, (laughs) and that's the thing.
1: Like, so then it ends up being also like, I like you know I've talked about this. I did a set once at like a Christmas based school night at UCB, and it was just about how like my Christmases with my family are just kind of messed up. But in retrospect, like, a year later, I realized, like, oh, there weren't any jokes there. <laughs> it was just me venting. <laughs> just for, venting. For I was minutes. just spewing vitriol on the crowd, which is not <laughs> what humor is. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not finding the absurd and then putting, like, you know, a perspective on it. It's just, like,
0: bleh. <laughs> well, that, that, that brings up an interesting question for you in terms of everything that you went through growing up. Um and I'm curious about just growing up in the Bronx in general. Oh, As yeah, a kid from on yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah. But like how does that so I'm assuming that comedy stand up for you is is this kind of uh emotional outlet in a lot of respects. Just like what what was what triggered the decision to get things out that way?
2: Um I think you know I- it's funny, man, because it is—it is so layered. Like you don't realize why you do things. To you think you—that's why I mean authenticity is so crazy. Right. You think you know why you do things, but then you look back and you go, "Man, that's why I did it." Right. You know, I think uh, my 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 dad was a little my dad was a little crazy. You know, and uh, I was always trying to duck. I was trying to run away from conflict. I was trying to right. like you know sidestep it. Right. And uh, physically and and emotionally, emotionally, you know. So you you kind of learn how to make people laugh and how to duck and hide. And the thing with stand-up is that once it becomes a business. And you gotta deliver, then you gotta take a look at the act and go, what am I talking about? What am I doing? Right. Because it's no longer it's no it's no longer so personality driven where you're trying to get out of a situation. Now it's like people are paying you right. to make them laugh. You can't just win on like you're not trying to duck conflict anymore. You're trying to get fans. Right. Before it was me evading people, now it's like me trying to get people to come see me. Yeah. Like right. I gotta sell tickets, come see me now. I need a following. So it's been a flip. It's like what I started out as me trying to avoid certain things. Now it's like I gotta take a look at it and go. Well, how can I leverage that to get more people to think I'm funny? I don't uh, know if that's a short No,
0: answer. I mean, no, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting in that it got to a point similar, I think we can equate it when with Jeff and I playing music in our respective bands, is that you do it out of it's something that you love. And right. this would this would be a roundabout way of answering your question about authenticity, in my case. Right. It would be, it's, it's got to come from a, a place of, of complete honesty. Right. You're doing it because you love to do it. If you're able to make a living at it, God bless. That's, that's, I mean, that's the end goal for most of us. That's what we want. Right. Right. Um, And in my personal experience, anything that I've done with the intention of trying uh, to—an ulterior motive, trying to make money, trying to, like, get someplace, it always falls flat. But whereas the things that I've done because I've genuinely loved doing it, eventually um, I've found validation in those things, be it playing music, be it this this podcast. Um, Eventually, you know, people come around and they say, hey, I like what you're doing. Let's see what else we can do with this, and then that business element comes when you get involved with record labels and booking agents and right. and producers, and uh, it becomes oh wait a second maybe maybe I could actually make a living doing right. this right. Or, or or start to, and then the mindset changes. But I think the 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 key is to at least never let. In my case, I'm trying not to let the novelty wear off. Sure. That like, and, and in your case, I mean, if you're you know, you're making a living as a stand up comic, comic right now. I mean, that's amazing. How right. many people get to do that, really, in the grand yeah. scheme of things?
1: And you have to remind yourself that. You exactly. Do it. So if you don't lose sight. Tour of that, became less fun when you just start, just like, you're on another tour. Sure. You know, like yeah. being in a band is. And same with even doing Sketch at UCB when it's just like, just another mod show. Like, that's when it's just like, oh, wait, you got to fucking pull back. A exactly. And be like, oh, wait, this is actually.
2: I mean, this is going to sound crazy. Like I'm doing well with stand-up. I'm doing well right now. Mm-hmm. But I, st- I still do have a part-time gig on the side. Yeah, sure, <laughs> for the health insurance. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> hey, yeah. We're all. I got a part-time gig and I, I get health again. insurance. I get pre-tax right. benefits and, um, and I like what I like. I like my my, my day right. gig. You know, um, with the Affordable Care Act coming in, will you get the fuck out? No, man. Um, <laughs> still gonna stay in it. Well, right. no, because there's
0: something to be said for having a schedule, for having a. Um, predictable for knowing that paycheck's coming in every two weeks or whatever Mm -hmm. it is as opposed to when you play music
2: full-time or maybe you
0: entertain full-time and it's like well i gotta make sure i work x number of days because otherwise nothing's coming in
2: and then i think uh i mean at some point we all we all got to take the leap and go full-time right but i think there's a there's a you know comedy has lulls yeah, Comic sure. has lows, you know. Like it's a feast and famine. Like, and it's the same with just even act.
1: It's same with actors. Same, act- same with all working actors. Same with yeah. you know writers. Well, like, it's you have these times where you're like <laughs> I'm swimming in gold doubloons. <laughs> like, gold screwed. Well, wait. Let's talk
0: about that for a second because you have spent the past few months kind of as a comic on the road, yeah. and I know you've been you've been kind of playing all over the states. Yeah, and you have you have um, representation. At this point, in
1: yeah, some Yeah, yeah I do, do, I do, I do. I do, I do. Yeah. So, I do. when you're out and about, yeah. are you opening, middling, like... Uh, um,
2: right now, just featuring, yeah. and then, uh, you know, a lot of colleges. Yeah. So, I'm either featuring for somebody, or a lot of colleges, I'm doing, like, I'm headlining my own my own show, mm-hmm. or I'll be co-headlining with somebody else. So, I'll go and I'll do 45 minutes to right. an hour. Yeah. Right. Um,
0: and so, how are you, I mean... How was how was playing all of these disparate? So I know you were in Arizona, you were in uh, Texas, I mean, you're all over the place. How do you? I mean, I'm assuming that you're you're gathering a following right now. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that maybe people don't necessarily know you when you first show up.
2: They don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. We go,
0: Who? <laughs>
2: <laughs> why should we? Why should we perceive you as valuable? Well, as a, like a, logi-
0: a logistical question first and foremost is how are you getting these shows? Uh, practically and then secondly just kind of tell us about winning
2: them over so i um i i, I auditioned for this thing called NBC stand up for diversity okay mm-hmm. and i i made it to the finals and um i was in the top five so the top five they get to go to naca to the national yeah. college uh, event we, yeah, get to we've showcase. spoken about it uh, yeah. on the podcast before. and there's like musicians there, there's poets there's everybody right so i showcased there last year um I performed on two separate showcases at that event and from that I booked a bunch of schools. And um that's what got me on the road like traveling and you know going to different places and um then from there I got a college agent, you know, I'm with Sophie Kay, mm-hmm. And um they booked me on you know, Arizona, Texas, uh Illinois, Florida, I'm all over. Yeah. And um so that's that's how I got the colleges. Mm-hmm. Um and then from that, you know, I started meeting other people and I was in Mexico about uh, a month ago, I was at a comedy festival, the Cabo Comedy Festival, and then from there I met Cabo. You run Cabo? <laughs> Sammy Hagar, and Haley. Yeah, Cabo comes up quite yeah. a bit on the podcast. Cabo wab, Mas Tequila. Mas Tequila,
1: Cabo Waba, Have
0: bra. you guys been? You been I, have, no. I, I, I have been. I, I was... You've a, been? Actually, it's, it's funny that this comes up 10 years ago, the blackout of 2003. Uh-huh. I was not in New York. Uh, my... Um, And this – long story short, and this goes into my childhood background. I actually – I had an amazing upbringing, but my dad passed away when I was 23, Uh. In that year, 2003. Um, And we usually went on family vacations up until about the time I was in college. Uh, So up until the late 90s, we'd always take a – so that summer was the first summer without my Uh. dad. And we went to um, Cabo San Juan and baja baja yeah. yeah uh and i but we did stop by i made my mom like i gotta check out sammy
1: hagar's uh his <laughs> this place sammy hagar from Hayland has yeah. a club and he like lives there he loves it what's it Cabo called Wabo. well he has a tequila, Cabo Wabo. a tequila called Wabo. what's the club called um i think it's called cabowabo Cabo yeah. crazy thing the is I, I
2: taped i taped a Cabo cabowabo Oh, really? I did a taping there. That was Sammy That's Hagar's amazing. club. That's He's crazy. got like a yeah. house
1: band called the Wabatinis that he pays all year just to for be on call, there To be on call. To be on call. To be on call so he can just go yeah. and just jam with it. Guy them. has a charm. So there's guy. dudes down there who just like make like...
2: They're beach bums.
1: Yeah, yeah. And make like 50 to 80 grand a year, I would guess, to just be like, hey, get yeah. over here. We're going to drink tequila for
0: hours. But oh the, the moral is, is that... The, so I missed the blackout of 2003 because I was sitting in a hot tub on the beach mourning the death of my father uh, so <laughs> well no, i just added that last and one.
1: i i was getting i was you know it was six months late and i was trapped in <laughs> elevator at Arista records in hey, between sirs? floors for how many hours uh i was in there long enough that the generator stopped having enough juice to keep the building going i was going down to get my final paycheck because they had let me go after two and a half years of temping as an anr admin <laughs> Uh, and on the way down, and when they said they didn't, oh, no, on the way back up, when they said, oh, we don't have your check, like I got caught in between floors. That's during the power outage. Heard people screaming.
2: How long were you in the elevator for?
1: I would guess I was probably in there for like an hour or so. Like oh, because God. yeah, it wasn't so long, but it, it was enough that all the power died out. I was in the complete dark by myself. They was pulled anywhere? it open. I had to drag myself up, and then I got out. Told my boss. She looked at me with no emotion <laughs> whatsoever. And angrily I walked home. And stupidly though, Arista was on fifty seventh. Should've walked over the Queensboro. So, yeah. Which comes right to our you, neighborhood. What, you walked to the Williamsburg? I walked oh, to yeah. Williamsburg Bridge all the way. And then walked back up through Green oh, to yeah. get to Greenpoint. Flood. Because I was angry.
2: But Blackout of two thousand three, where were you? <laughs> Let's just oh, get man. everybody. I was in a... what month was that? that, that was was all, a,
0: so you probably just graduated. I
2: just graduated. Oh yeah, I was on I was in the Bronx with my dad. We were in the... Everyone was outside. Yeah. Everyone was outside. They brought brought out like boom boxes with batteries. We were all outside kicking it. Um, They had like radios on. It was actually pretty fun. Apparently, it was amazing.
1: People had a blast. I didn't. I I bought ice cream from some place on on Bedford that then went out of business because they were just all their stock (laughs) down.
2: I mean, you got to sell the ice cream, right? Because otherwise, it's going to... Exactly, yeah. So, wait. So,
0: talk to us about... So, where in the Bronx did you grow up?
2: I grew up on Mount Eden, uh, uh, Grand Grand Avenue, Mount Eden, It's on the four train. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's right by uh, it's in the Mot Haven section of the Bronx, by Bronx Lebanon, about thirteen blocks north of Yankee Stadium. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I don't know of any famous people that went that went there. It's close to Ford Anthrax. University.
0: Anthrax was from the Bronx.
2: Yeah, the band, this band so. Anthrax. I don't think
0: really, maybe they were. Well, okay, just just <laughs> as a as a couple, you know, speaking for myself as a. Kid, a Jewish kid from Long Island, you know, growing up, in the relative, there we go. growing up in the relative comforts of suburbia. Of course, being obsessed with the South Bronx in like the late
2: 70s, early 80s. What was it like growing up there? I think uh, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't know, you don't know it's the Bronx until you get out. You know, I didn't, I didn't know I was from the Bronx until I got out. Uh-huh. It was home. It was home. You know, yeah. you, know, you yeah. get out, you go to Connecticut at Wesleyan, and you realize that I walk a certain way, I talk a certain way. Right. You know, um, and that's gotta got to
1: be a big change too, because Wesley is like uh, dude, so liberal. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's really so liberal. I mean, it's grossly so, liberal. College. Yeah, it's like,
2: you know, and I. I um I came from like a very homophobic environment mm-hmm. i talk about it in my act and wesley was just so open to like conversation about homophobia and gay gay conversations and i was shocked by it because you couldn't even touch it in, in the bronx right. and you couldn't even like go near it right and we were having all these conversations about you know wars and and, and, and gender justice uh-huh. and race is socially constructed and shows gender and and then uh i came back to the bronx and uh I guess I I, I walk back kind of knowing like I'm from the Bronx, right. but I'm also very smart. Right. So that's why I don't like the fact when I go to places and they tell me to take my hat off. Like it bothers me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they go take take you know take take your hat off. I'm like I'm like do I need to pull out my Wesleyan degree? Like well, why are you right. like does the hat because the, to them the hat I guess the hat symbolizes like urban or whatever. And, right. You know. Yeah. Okay. And uh. I just, I can't stand, I so I wear that with pride. Like, I'm from yeah. the Bronx and yeah. I think my clothing reflects that. Like, I'm from the urban area. I wear my fitted caps, my jeans. Yeah. But in no way should I be seen as, like, less than, you of know, course, I, yeah. I can quote Salinger. I can quote, you know, Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Yeah. I still can't pronounce the name correctly. <laughs>
1: no, I can't. You also but, made,
2: um,
0: you made a Salinger reference already. So yeah. you're, you're good. You're <laughs> just validated the for Just us. a reference of it. <laughs> But so was it, um, I mean, growing up, was it, Outside of dealing with your your dad, I mean, was it a rough neighborhood? Or was it was, it was like-
2: rough, man. It was like you know, I grew I grew up in a crack epidemic. It was mm-hmm. crack infested. It was a burned down houses. Um, I think the my section of the Bronx is like the lowest li- li- literacy rate in like the yeah. nation, or like one of the lowest literacy rates. It's one of the poorest sections in the country, uh, Mot Haven. You know, you can go. It's and not, but it's
0: not. It's, it's not uh, South Bronx.
2: It's South Bro- Bro- like Northern South Bronx, okay. like on the like on the northern the t- part of it. Uh, extremely poor. You yeah. know. Um, um uh, a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh poverty, you know, Section 8 housing. Um But again, when you're there you don't even realize it. Yeah. Right. You don't realize how crazy it is and um But more but more so just the swag. You know yeah. like when I'm on stage I see it sometimes like the way I walk, the way I talk. And I think for a long time I was trying to and you know, I always tell myself when I when I finally do late night, like a mm-hmm. late night like a Conan or a or a Letterman um or Arsenio uh yeah, I'm, yeah, I, let's not forget our i'm not gonna wear i don't think i'm gonna wear a suit i'm gonna go out there with a i'm like listen i'm wearing some jeans a fitted cap and a shirt right that's who you are and i'm gonna go up there and do my act i'm not yeah. gonna try to you know speak in certain tones and right um hello everyone yeah hello hey so yeah. you know <laughs> xyz premise right. setup, yeah. punch right um so i think for me if you, the bronx represents like a, it's a way to talk a way to a way to move yeah. You know, it's almost like I'm a boxer. And I got a certain style. I right. jab a certain way. Sure, I got sure. a certain. Co- I got certain combinations right. I throw. And well, so, they, oh, well, ahead. I was to say then, how did a Bronx boy end up at Wesleyan? So funny enough, I um, you know, uh, my my dad my dad was violent in the house. Yeah. So I think I turned to books a lot because I didn't right. have a lot of space to be me. So I would read a lot, and I I just like I did well in school, and um, I was a chemistry major in college because mm-hmm. in in high school I was very good at chemistry. I, I took the APs. I got like a four, five, whatever it was. Right. And uh, my chemistry teacher was a Wesleyan graduate. And he was like, hey, you should apply to Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. I applied, got in. I didn't even know what Wesleyan was about. I was right. like, Apparently, it's a good school.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mom wanted me to go there pretty bad.
2: <clears throat> it's an awesome school. Where, where'd you end up going?
1: Boston University. Oh, B. Okay. And
2: I school. need to get
1: the hell out of Connecticut. I was like, kind of like, there's no way I'm going to be near you. Uh, I got to get somewhere. Where'd you go?
2: Place. Uh, NYU. Oh, you say you were in the city. <clears throat> yeah.
0: I was literally from the time I was in seventh grade, it was like, I want to go to NYU. And applied early decision, got in. And funnily funnily enough, um, Is that a ter- funnily enough? That's not a, that's not that's not bullet we'll right.
2: we'll, we'll line?
0: It wasn't because I always I just wanted to go to school in the city and I and I loved it. I had a, I, I, I had a great time. But it wasn't until years later when I was playing in the band and we were touring around and we played a lot of colleges. So i kind of for the first time Got outside of you know maybe visiting friends here and there in in college. It was the first time I was seeing all these classic like rolling hills campus like you know playing places like Tufts or or Wesleyan or some place in Rhode Island like or a place and, with an actual campus. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then As like supposed to be you or NYU. Exactly. And then I was just being like, huh, this. Uh, this could have been a lot of fun, like right. you know, and I'm, and I'm assuming you're at Wesley, yeah. like you kind of get to know the student body,
1: and yeah. like, you're just kind of stuck you got on. swag. Campus. You come in, you you come in. You know got what I'm, I'm saying? Dropped from the white Bronx, or just like hey, I, I, look at
2: you. I guess for the for the sake of good for the sake of good conversation, um, when you were at NYU, was at any point referred to as NYU? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: for the sake of good conversation, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was also it was growing up you know, Jewish with a lot of Jewish friends, it wasn't until college that I met people that weren't Jewish, um, that were making Jewish jokes in a way. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I feel a little different when you say that as opposed to when yep. my buddy yep. Shlomo says that. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I didn't have it. she <laughs> yeah. making these jokes. It's kind of funny. Um,
0: it's, it's, uh the, uh, the, I mean, the ultimate irony. I mean, I was ra- I'm, I was raised Jewish. I guess I probably consider myself a non-practicing Jew. My father's side of the family is Lutheran and uh, and Catholic. So, but I grew up. My mom's side is Jewish. So.
2: Right. But oh yeah, NYG all the time. Yeah. Did you guys have seder and all that or no? Uh
0: what we we, we would celebrate like the high holy days. Passover, you have a Passover Seder. The big one. But you wouldn't go to temple like every Friday night or whatever.
2: It's so funny talking to Jews, man.
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my... God, you turn the table. What do you want to hear?
2: My landlord was Jewish. Uh <laughs> therapist is Jewish. therapist is Jewish. And they've always been good to me. They've always been good to me. Uh-huh. I... Uh, I, I didn't get a concept of Jew of of. of, of <laughs> you did go to Wesley, <laughs> and They got to be. And that's when you. I met when I met them there. Yeah. I was like, this is this is a thing, right? You know, this is like a ethnicity. It's a religion. You know, it's right. like it's a. Um, and it's but, not
1: just Hasid. you know, like it just. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying?
2: Like yeah. this, you guys are like the one of the broadest, like this practicing, non-practicing. You oh, know, Hasids.
1: I can't. I can't go can't,
2: there. Can't go there. Oh,
0: yeah. No the worst. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to offend worst. I don't want to offend the, our Hasidic I don't want to <laughs> offend our Hasidic listenership, but it's big. H- Hasids, it's would, man. Hasid's would Hasids yeah. would not consider me Jewish. Right. Not never mind the fact that my dad's side is is not is is a uh, goy. Um just because I I grew up reformed, which is the most lax. What well, most, you know, uh Jews you probably met, uh, you know, are were reformed. So, uh, yeah. This episode goes out to the Hasidic community I grew up with and the Luba no picture, uh, and yeah. uh Um But that, uh, so, but the the comedy. Uh, were you doing comedy at Wesleyan? Were you doing it before?
2: Uh, do you do you guys know Hari Kondabolu? Who? that person, or is that a uh, Kondabolu Indian Kondabolu food a, dish? He's <laughs> an Indian. <It's laughs> Indian food dish, by the way.
0: He's a. I have a, a degree from New York <laughs> <laughs> University. Indian food dish.
2: <laughs> that's i uh, do for you. <laughs> Harry's a comedian. He he writes for the, uh, the um, Totally Biased. Okay. Oh sure, yeah. Yep. And he's uh, he's at a half an hour on Comedy Central. He um he did a he did like a semester abroad at Wesleyan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wait, he came to Wesleyan he came for, the the semester? for semester. Yeah. Oh, he was he was he overseas. He went, he went to Bowdoin, I think. Okay. And he went to a semester okay. at Wesleyan. I don't know right, what right. the yeah. And uh, I met him on campus. Like, hey, you know, I do comedy. He do, uh, he's like, and I was thinking about doing comedy. So um, I did like some talent show on campus. Right. And everybody loved it. You know, I had this one girl crying from laughter. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got something here, you know? Like, I got something. Um, but again, it was so personality-driven. Right. Yeah. It was like, I, I'm just funny, you know what I mean? Um, and then I got to the city, started doing open mics, started getting out there. I had my own show for two years. So it was, was really like af- after you went to school. After I went to school. So like in 03, I did like a talent show. Right. I got on stage, the a little thing. And then like in 06, I started doing like open mics and going out to the scene. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of the First show First time
1: I performed music. Out was that Wesleyan. Are you serious? Yeah, they had some weird coffee shop that would always like there would be like the the the, the talent night for the camp. And so it would be <laughs> always be like, you know, the white girl who's doing the poetry slam stuff, and you're like, Oh brother And I got some uh, dudes together and we did like a cover of mouthpiece, this hardcore uh-huh. band that went into a fish song that I had no <laughs> like it was so weird, like it was one the of the more embarrassing things I can imagine right now, a, k- a kid trying to scream hardcore yeah. with a bunch of hippie guys like just like, playing behind by in, in a coffee shop, In a coffee shop. like I don't know. The one right by Eclectic House. I don't know. But either way. Uh, <laughs> so wait, I, I have, Wesleyan, it's the yeah. birthplace of so all
0: crazy. Here's just another. Going back to the idea of touring around and yeah. making money, I've noticed that you have your own shirts. I do have my own shirts. And you have your own there. shirts with a catchphrase I do, yeah. on them. And that's pretty amazing yeah. that like you. Cause, how does merch go? Or not? Not only merch. let talk about the, the, the how merch goes, but also like because I think I when, I when I've seen standups on the road, sometimes they'll, they'll in the middle of the set they'll hawk the shirts. Yeah, right. I see. I saw Doug Benson do that. Sure. I saw,
1: um, I've always just wondered if they actually how yeah, well they. But still, I also like... love
0: the idea that you have a catchphrase. And like this could become something. Yeah, like absolutely. it's something. It's something to grab onto. So it's, you might be a redneck.
1: Right? <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> it's really good. So, I've so been hearing us, it a lot. Talk <laughs> to
0: us about the, the merch and like selling shirts. Because like you post pictures of of, um, of people wearing the shirts. and right, selling right, the shirts. That's right. That's
2: right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great <laughs>
0: I, marketing. Uh.
2: I uh you know I uh my dad my dad is a... Uh, my dad is. He's, a, he's also conflict averse. Mm-hmm. And uh, for multiple reasons. And I talk about it in my act. But he does this thing but like, whenever he's in a panicky situation, he, he stops and he goes, Mira, no problem over here. No problem over here, please. <laughs> no problem over here. And uh, I kept doing it. People kept laughing at it. I was right. like, you know, this is something here. So my, all my friends were like, yo, you got to put that on a t shirt. Like, it's hysterical. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I called my friend of mine. He's like an artist. He drew yeah. the logo out and I uh, put the, the thing over it. No problem over here. And uh, I would get on stage and I would do it. I did it at NACA in the college thing and I got off stage and everybody kept saying it. You know, no problem over here. Um, Okay. You know. (laughs) (laughs) You got the phrase. That's awesome. And uh, at first it was weird. Like my friend Eric was like, yo, it's funny. You got to keep doing it. But I I don't know if you guys go through this as as Jewish people. Like... (laughs) He's the only Jew, by yeah. the way. You're not Jewish. Nope. I just he, look. He, he may look Jewish. I think the curls, the curls, yeah. got, the curls distract <laughs> me. why me on the, the, the street, stop <laughs> And I was like, man. But you I'm don't just...
0: have, a. The, the thing is, you don't have a Jewish-looking face. It's just the hair. The
2: hair. The hair is very Jewish. The yeah. hair is very, yeah. You should do some research. Maybe you'll you some. So, it's it's you,
1: you, probably so, Lithuanian. So it's like,
2: eventually,
0: there's There's a an Eastern, well, because my my Jewish side is from Eastern Europe, too. So yeah, yeah. the border's changed. But you were about to say something yeah, yeah, about me being a Jew. Please continue. It's always...
2: And I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you being a you being a white guy and you being, you know, half Jewish. <laughs> Um, hey, I,
0: I'm. I'm like, give me the full Jew. Yeah, give, me, gonna...
1: give, me, give me the full Jew. I'll take the full Jew. He <laughs> just said that in the most. <laughs> you now, like you want, as you as said... one of the more Jewy people that I'm friends with, let's give him the full Jew. No, not right.
2: like he's ordering food. Like, you want to <laughs> have. Half... I'll take the, the full, full Jew. Jew. Give me the yeah. full Jew. <laughs> Supersize it. Supersize <laughs> the Jew. That's not. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Yeah. I, my, my, I had a hesitation even doing it because to someone outside the Latino community, I thought they would see it as like. You know, is this guy doing the the classic, you know, Latino uh the plain, right. the plain. accent thing like, and just kind of leverage that? It's like
1: the Margaret Show deal where like you're not sure if her doing her mother is like is it racist or not? Yeah. Like in a weird way, even though it's of her own race. Yeah. You know and what
2: then, I mean? And then uh W I think it was W de Bois or was it Richard Wright, I can't remember who it was. They had this thing about it's called double consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you grow up as a minority. You know, um, you have this thing about you, you're within your own community, but when you step out, you think about how you're being perceived. Right. So, right. in other words, you, Mike, you know, yeah. Michael, you're going, into, you're going into a place where there's non Jewish people. Now you're thinking about how am I being perceived as a Jewish right. person? Yeah. yeah. I'm and I'm are even... you pulling back And Or right? You... Ex- no, you know a what?
0: This is interesting. That, that's, that's an interesting question. And I mean, I feel like if you are of it, you can mock it. Right. You, you know, uh, being from a uh, Puerto Rican descent, you can clearly get away d- with d- that. D- Dominican actually. Dominican. Dominican.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all good. Hey, Jews, Puerto Rican. Now? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, and again, living in New York, really almost all of my life with the exception of a couple years in Austin, I've been surrounded by, um, you know, kind of uh, sophisticated people for the most part that accept things so it wasn't Jewish really people. yeah <laughs> <Jewish> <laughs> and by people. that i mean Jewish <laughs> here, no, this, yeah. this is interesting. so i never i never came across like i've never uh come across any kind of instance of of anti-semitism well that's not true but i mean when it's happened it's been and i can count it a handful of times and for, for instance when my band put out our first video on youtube and we got a lot of comments and someone wrote like this Jew face, you know, like, oh, like out God. of
1: nowhere. And it was just kind of like, you know, if I told you I it was... It was the first negative you know, comment and first <laughs> anti-Semitic comment on YouTube. I mean, yeah, it was exactly. so weird.
2: But, but just that, this is the wording of it, this Jew yeah. face.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it I'm, sounds like it's off of like the storm front
0: I'm This Jew face. But the fact is, it just it, it's more shocking to me. It's not that I'm necessarily offended by it, but it's like, oh, I forget that people like this actually exist. Right. And like... This is a pain in the ass because it's not something I don't wake up and be like, I can't wait to represent the Jews today. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's part of who you are, you know, just like the way Jeff is proudly Lithuanian,
1: we'll finding it today Probably. for the first time.
0: Probably. So I mean, I look. People are going to think whatever they want to think. I think the shirts. I think the shirts brilliant. I think it looks great. Hey, do they mm-hmm. sell? They do so. They hey, do so. But there this, you go. That's this, your hit. This leads me to a side question, which as a stand up, I think you'll be able to answer. Because clearly, um, you know, you appreciate a good design. The shirt's got a great design. Thanks, man. Why is it that almost all comedy flyers look like they were designed? Hideous. By like, someone using Photoshop in 1997. Horrible, for the dude. first time. There's no, horrible. There's no relation to no. space, size,
2: it's font. It's horrible,
0: but it's like across the board. Comedy flyers are atrocious.
2: They stink. They they they're just they're poorly designed. They're like they can't make up their minds if they're if they're <laughs> yeah. a lounge event or if they're an art event. Right, it's just bad. And then they, they're missing information sometimes. They got people on the fly who never show up.
0: Yeah, and the picture will be really small and just placed there. And then another picture. Like it just looks. I think it's, I think it's the comic perfect. who booked the show. Like the headliner like has to make the poster right. or something, and, regardless and, and, what you're And your they
2: lie. Size. They lie. They outright lie. Yeah. You know, as seen <laughs> on Comedy Central and <laughs> BT, and then you go they're like, you haven't been on a no BT or Comedy Central? Oh, you see that commercial? That was <laughs> yeah, <out I'm> saying. <laughs> like I think you'd actually <laughs> <yeah. a> <laughs> 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 You'd be a lot better if you said, Listen, yeah. this, this is this is a an up and coming show for up and coming comedians and uh this is what we're doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Come see this show. People be like, you know what? All right, I'm gonna go check this out. But I'm just this is a thing that like comedy flies oh, are turn, just awful. awful my friend yeah. my friend damien he'll, he'll tell you my, damien lemon <laughs> yeah yeah. he hates the flies He's like this is terrible <laughs> yeah
1: um listen so uh, n- another okay, merch yeah. thing just because i was talking about last night with my friend and it's a band thing but it's one i've have you thought about beer cozies it's like a, the the thing where is that what they're called Coozies. beer cozies. well you put the beer and it keeps it yeah cold? it's a great like metal bands yeah. do it a yeah. lot but they're like three bucks and you always like you know people uh, like it's just a something where my friend would be like that's a great idea because you buy the shirt if you sell it for twelve and then three and you're like yeah just keep it I'll just take yeah. this thing the name's always there if you're drinking on stuff yes, and
0: if you're a comedy fan and they got more to make more likely and your, it gets your, your face like
1: yeah. whatever the graphic is it's just beer you know, koozies it. look into that's it not a bad idea yeah. so
0: listen why cheap don't, merch is good why don't you give us um give us an, another worse gig
2: oh um. I had a gig and uh, um, I'm trying to find a good one, man. There's so many. This is such a funny... So I had one gig. I was at New York Comedy Club, and I, I they they were all typically when I first started doing it. Mm-hmm. I had one gig and uh, I get on stage and this woman, this drunk woman, is like, "He's not funny." <laughs> That's what she says. She goes, "He's not funny." It's very and a I, matter of fact, wait before you start, or I, the minute I get on stage, she goes, "He's not funny," <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, you know, I'm standing there and. I should have just kept going. I right. should've just gotten into my, my premise, hit my punchline and, and kept going. But I, I got so distracted by it. You know, I, I was right. so defensive. Right. And I said I said, and again, I was I'm so bad at, at uh at demeaning because I I don't like to be mean. Right. And I, I stumbled a little bit and I looked at it and I said, You 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 shut your face. That's what I said. There. I said, You shut your face. <laughs>
0: You're
2: like, up. You, you could tell that I was angry about it. Like I was defensive and um <laughs> I you said, thought you she sh- might kick your ass outside.
0: You're conflict-averse. You're-
2: it was her birthday. <laughs> I said, "You shut your face," and uh, and she goes, "You're not funny." And I go, "I didn't even do a joke yet." And she goes, "You're not funny." And then I try to do my joke, and at the time, it was uh, it was a bad joke. I think it was something like uh, I said something like, you know, uh, when I it was a bad something about DVDs and how they pronounced, and I, I say divdas. It was such a horrible hey. <laughs> Classic, horrible joke. And no one laughed at that point, you know, and uh the guy gave me lit me three minutes in, I walked right. out and I was I was I walked I walked like for miles that night. I was so upset. I called the booker, I apologized, I said I had bombs tonight, I'm so sorry. And uh, he was like, Dude, don't worry about it. She was drunk and <laughs> but, that, but it's a good lesson to learn. Yeah.
0: But it's, again, it's you're lesson ex- you had to accepting learn. that re- you think that the show was being on your shoulders right. and you're taking responsibility,
1: exactly. which is one of the reasons, honestly, why I think yeah. I'm, I do because of therapy, but like why we were talking before, I get calmer usually around my wife because like I can use her as the sounding off board to be like, so I'm crazy, right? Like right. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm manipulating what this person said to like into a different way. And she can be like, you know, the, just like, yeah, that's. Like, you're probably just out of fine set. Whatever.
2: But that's an important point, though, because you're not giving people the freedom to choose their own responses, right? You, right. You're taking responsibility for what right. they're doing. like supposed to go like, well, they made a choice to behave that way. Yeah. Right. Which and you're
1: also, you're, you know, at least in my case, you're, you're putting how you feel about yourself onto them. Exactly. And thinking that everyone feels the same way. But what it does sound like it boils down to... He's got some drunk asshole Yeah, and, oh, precisely, and, and, precisely Precisely. Well, she's just drunk There's and it's no not getting like around drunk
0: She's walking out of the show Oh man that guy was such a bad she comic even She does not remember me she's She does not even remember she's
2: me She's done thinking about you As soon as you were gone <laughs> she, from doesn't remember, she doesn't even remember that night Doesn't even know who the hell I was
1: Right so it's, that's uh, why the bachelorette parties are probably always the that's best, a good right? that's a good
0: that's a good classic
2: stand-up worst gig I like yeah it. I like it it's classic I, I I guess I guess I'm a nice guy I mean I don't have I don't drink any alcohol I don't smoke mm-hmm. so I guess I don't have any like I got drunk and you know uh, had sex with a squirrel or something like that I don't have anything <laughs> like that we've had too many of those yeah. stories Dude, <laughs>
1: classic worst gig Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, bored already. Um,
0: so Vlad as we uh as we come full circle I mean we've got a a lot of good stuff yeah we do get a lot of stuff we do um question that we ask all of our guests go ahead what do you
2: think of the word gig gig funny because actually in the beginning like what do you guys mean by that um before we start rolling for, for the listener i love the word gig I, the word gig is so flexible uh-huh. um you could hide what you're doing you know like say if you're dead broke and you got no dates on your calendar what you doing I'm gigging man Gigging. <laughs> I hate gigging. Oh, where are you going to be at? You know, all over. You know, I'm gigging. <laughs> right. so, you put that open mic you go to every yeah, Monday yeah, yeah, night exactly. on there. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. But people put it on Facebook. Yo, I got crazy show. In <laughs> right. Show. It's open <laughs> mic, man.
1: Three shows people tonight. Three shows tonight. <laughs> three yeah. shows tonight. Sure she bum bumps barred in one person. Yeah.
2: One show got canceled. Yeah. yeah. I love the word gigging. Gig is a very flexible word. Um, I don't know if there's any direct translation in Spanish for it. Uh, gigging. But... Uh, i love the word yeah i like i like the word gigging it's cool it sounds hip i think people you get, i think 100 years from now gigging is still gonna be cool
1: <laughs> good all right man it's, I'm, it's, uh, it's gonna stand the test of time yeah yeah i play for our show <laughs>
0: yeah exactly fingers crossed so vlad you got a lot of stuff going on yeah we love it we got deep today and i'm, I'm yeah. very happy about that it was yeah great deep. conversation you got you've got gigs lined up yeah you're touring you're playing shows you're all over the place you, you might even be going back to the Bronx later tonight. I don't know. <laughs> but from Jeff and I, we just want you to get home safe. <laughs> Hilarious. Worst gig ever. <laughs>